0: Our reading this morning comes from 2 Corinthians 5, starting in verse 16. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we, once were regarded, though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Great. Cool. All right. Yeah. Good morning and uh, welcome from me as well. It's uh, wonderful as we approach the cross. And uh, yeah, as you know, uh, maybe if you were here last week, we just have a few weeks until Easter. And so we're doing a, a little series on the cross and kind of yeah, what, what it means, uh, especially, what it, uh, how it changes our life, how we should see things. Uh, that's why we call this, uh, ah. okay, so. yeah, this device so occasionally has its problems but uh, yeah how we should see things yeah, how if we if we understand the cross how it changes the way we see everything last week how it changes how we see god well if we know the cross we know god is for us but uh, today how it should see how we should see ourselves you know if we understand the cross how should we see ourselves and i think many of us yeah we how you see yourself is important. I don't know, I'm a parent, I get constantly told you need to give your children a, a positive self-image, so you need to say these kind of things and not those things, because, you know, uh, the better they feel about themselves, the more happy they are, the more productive they are. Uh, I guess you get told that as well, and we, which is true, right? If people are confident in themselves, you know, they, yeah, they, they just feel better, they do more things. Um, I guess you know that you have to do work, right? If you are constantly criticized by everyone, uh, you feel terrible. Well, if someone constantly encourages you, but okay, how you feel about yourself? But actually, what is that based on? Yeah, so, if you, on what basis do you feel good about yourself? Yeah, so, for some people, you know, everything about them is their job. You know, this is I'm a lawyer. That's who I am and you know i feel good when i'm a good lawyer and i feel bad when i'm a bad lawyer I and mean, maybe you're a, a parent you know my kids uh, I, I'm, I'm a parent and if i if my kids do well i, I then you yeah, know then I'm, I'm a great parent i'm i'm worth something uh, it's about our identity i guess yeah, what makes us who we are and the problem is that it's quite fragile isn't it your kids don't turn out so well clearly something's wrong with you, right? no, um, we need to have a, something secure and that is why we're going to talk about the cross that's the key to everything, as usual if we understand the cross then we know how we should see ourselves uh, for, for each one of us this is, goes to the heart of yeah. just like last week, this goes to the heart of being a Christian knowing who you are through the cross And, uh, yeah, we have this great passage in 2 Corinthians. Do keep it open. We'll look at it. Uh, Yeah. 2 Corinthians is a great letter. Paul, the apostle, is just so excited about uh, the gospel, about his ministry, even though it's hard work. But, you know, it's such a wonderful thing that we're doing, uh, the gospel. And, yeah, it changes everything. In verse 16... So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. The gospel has changed how we see everyone. And no longer just in this world, what people are like here. No, from God's perspective, from a gospel perspective. And yeah, the same as last week, the heart of the gospel here, it's, it's our reconciliation with God. And verse 18, all this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ. Gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to Himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. Now reconciliation. Maybe if you if you weren't here last week, there's a big problem normally between us and God, namely the way we've ignored Him and rejected Him, and the result is we're we're enemies. I mean, if someone betrays you, you can't just be friends, right? But God has reconciled us. God has, you know, he's, he's done, Jesus came, he died for what we've done wrong. And the result, well, we are friends again. And that's the wonderful news. We can be friends again with, the, with God, who if he was against us, that would be terrible. But, okay, that is how we see God. He's reconciled to us. He is for us. But how should we now see ourselves? Well, the po- first point we are God's perfect, beloved children. It's a big claim, but that's the cross. We are God's perfect, beloved children. You may not feel like it. You may not look like it. But according to the gospel, we are, when you believe in Jesus, when you have put your trust in him, God's perfect, beloved children. You know? You may wonder how. I mean, the way I am. How how can I become that? Well, at the cross, this amazing swap took place. Verse 21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Uh, Jesus and us, we we swap places. We are full of sin. We are, you know, all the wrong things we've done. (laughs) All the wrong things we are. Jesus had no sin. But he became sin for us. He became us when we got together yeah, in, in, through faith. He became us. And, and we become Jesus. We become what well, the righteousness of God, the, the moral perfection, the glory, the beauty that is Jesus. That's what we become. I mean, <laughs> see it like this. You know, why should God let any of us into heaven? I guess you want to come up with some CV, right? Okay, God, you should let me in because I guess that many of us would—and what would we say? I guess, uh, well, I—I I haven't murdered anyone, and I'm, I'm a pretty good person. I guess that's m- most of us. What we're kind of would say: I'm, I'm a pretty okay person. But, but but be honest, all right? If you think about it, what are we like? Just you know, this is what I'm like if I look at myself you know I often ignore God's will I can be selfish, I can be lazy I can manipulate people I can idolize work, I can idolize money you know, uh, gossip, slander, that's the kind of things we do, right? I mean they're little sins, it's not murder right? And so we think, we're okay, but these things are wrong losing your temper when you're in traffic or with your kids uh, no concern for the poor, envy, favoritism, people pleasing Lust, maybe sexual failures, pride, judgmental, you know, ignoring all the things going wrong around us. Actually, if we're honest, this is what we're like, right? This is my CV. God, you should let me in because, well, God shouldn't let me in. But compare that with Jesus. Here he is Jesus and his, his beauty. You know, Jesus, he, he always perfectly did God's will. And you read the Gospels, you see his compassion, for for the poor and needy, for the little children, for, for the beggars, uh, yeah, how he, he didn't judge anyone. You know, prostitutes, he, he loved them and he didn't judge them. He forgave his enemies. He, he didn't insist on his rights. He, you know, he wept for those who reject the gospel, which we often fail to do. He had such zeal for God's honor. You know, uh, he was so patient with his disciples. They were so thick. And yet he loved them and was patient with them. And then Yeah, crowning it all. He sacrificed his life for the good of others. You know, that is the the beauty of Jesus, right? You read the Gospels. What a beautiful life. Not a single flaw. That is real righteousness. But at the cross, they were swapped, right? This is us. And, you know, Jesus became sin. This became Jesus' CV. And he took that, and, and we get his. You know, so when you come to God, this is your CV, if you trust in Jesus. This is what you have to offer. You, you, God sees you. He sees this, this beautiful life. And, and this is not just a temporary thing. This is not just, you know, two kids swapping clothes and swapping back. Because Jesus died on the cross, right? He paid for all these things that you've done wrong, which means that they are gone. This is, you know, in a visual way, this is what happened at the cross. That's why it's so important, because all those wrong things we've done, they're dealt with. And we now have, yeah, we are given the beauty of Jesus, the beauty and perfection and righteousness of Christ. And, And, you know, God sees that and he says, welcome to the family. You know, you belong in my family. We're adopted as a child, welcomed into the family, all through the cross. This is God's verdict, right, on you. This is what he said, what he declared, you are you're righteous, you are perfect, and you are beloved. It's, how, it's how incredible to believe, but, you know, this is the one who spoke the universe. His words have power. This is real. And so this, this is who you are. You may not look like it. And yeah, because you're not perfect, I'm far from perfect. But through the cross, this really happened. And, you know, and God is making it real in your life. He is making you like Christ. And he's, he does, this is not just outside you. The Spirit is, comes inside you when you believe. And, you know, it, that's in verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. You're, you know, you're no longer the same person. Jesus is, is inside you. He's changing you. I, I hope you see that, that some, you want to pray where before you didn't, where you want to love people before you didn't, you know, you want to serve. You can see Jesus is changing you. And that is just making real what is already the case, you know, in status, spiritually, uh, reality. This is who you are. And that, yeah, that's amazing news, right? Of course, we need to, it sounds very arrogant. You know, I'm, you know, God's perfect beloved child. Look at me. Of course, uh, this is, yeah, this is through the cross, not our work. Of course, we need to remember this is an an undeserved gift. It's not something we earn. We're, We're not perfect and beloved by ourselves, you know, sometimes people say, you know, God loves you just the way you are. And in some ways, that's absolutely right. I mean, we, we don't have to do anything to be more loved by God. Uh, that's wonderful. In that sense, he, he loves us just as you are. But that can be misunderstood, right? If, you know, a you know, husband and wife, and one says, well, I love you just the way you are, it kind of sounds, you know, you don't need to change. You're, you're, you're great as you are. Of course, we are, we are not. Uh, this is only through the cross. Everything is in him. Without Jesus, God would not love you as you are. I mean, if God was, loved you as you are, Jesus didn't need to come and die. Uh, it's not that God thought, well, you're amazing. You know, you're so great. You've got so many redeeming features. No. Uh, God loves you despite everything you are. He loves me despite everything that I am and that I've done. Yes, it's a, this is not arrogance. Maybe you're here as a visitor and you, you think, you know, perfect, beloved child, so arrogant uh, that we are better than everyone else out there. Absolutely not. A Christian is someone who, yeah, who recognizes that, you know, we were that, that terrible CV and I can only be accepted through Jesus, and so I've come to him and he's paid for me, and now I'm beloved. Rather, I think it's arrogant to say that no, 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 my CV is good enough. I don't need Jesus, I don't need his moral beauty, and it's just by myself, I'm good enough. But yeah, well, what does the cross bring? Just to say it shouldn't bring us just misery that we're all, oh, we're so terrible. <laughs> we are terrible, but God loves us despite that. And so the cross should bring joy. It shouldn't bring pride. It's not our work. It should bring such joy that, that God did this for us and, you know, forgave our sin, adopted us, and we are his. But, but, but how does that, this wonderful, glorious truth change our life? Well, it means that the cross defines who we are. I mean, who are you? Uh, who are you really? And uh, you are what God says through the cross. You, you may not feel it. You may not look like it. But this is it. You, you are what God says. Uh, you know, the old has gone. The new is here. That's what he says. Uh, remember that picture. You know, the old, the purple is gone. The new is here. Because, you know, God is more real than anything else. God is the creator, the judge. His verdict matters. and This is something that lasts. Everything else will be gone. You're going to retire from your job. (laughs) Your children are going to move out, right? You're going to (laughs) die and and rise. Everything else will change. The only thing that will never change is that you are a perfect, beloved child of God. And, And so that is who you really deep down are. That's the fundamental fundamental thing. And so I wanted to go through three things where this is so helpful for us. It means that it we are not defined by our past. Our past doesn't define us. You know where you come from. Your history. Especially maybe your your guilt. And you look at your life and you look at all the things you've done wrong. And you know, you know the God. The cross offers forgiveness, but you still feel, feel haunted. You know, I, I'm a failure, I'm, I'm rotten, I'm, I'm not a perfect beloved child. You know, God, God knows my past, but he. Uh, what if others knew my past? That's kind of what we can be like. I mean, some sins more than others, I guess. You know, greed and selfishness, uh, not those. Maybe the more obvious explicit sins maybe sexual sin maybe something you did that still haunts you you know it's it's a such a clear sin all christians know that this is a beautiful gift for marriage and not something for before then and and yet you gave in and you know something real happened and (laughs) yeah yeah you've sinned something's changed and it defines you. It's kind of how you look, how you see yourself as someone who did that. Well, let me encourage you. you see yourself through the cross. You know, Jesus, yeah, he, he had absolute purity. He, no, no wrong comments, no, not even a lustful thought, temptation, but he never entertained anything. But he became a sexual sinner for you on the cross. He became sin for you. And he took the consequences, the full wrath of God. And then that perfect purity, you know, that's now yours. God sees you as someone who who never gave in, who's always been pure their whole life. That is how God sees you, how how he treats you. Uh, I love this passage in uh, 1 Corinthians 6. You may want to turn to it. It's page 9 to 6 of the Church Bibles. Paul lists this, he warns people, here's this whole list of sins. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers, will inherit the kingdom of God. This whole list of sin from kind of, you know, big ones, but, you know, greed, uh, selfishness, gossip, you know, a whole list of sins. And that is what some of you were, he said, I mean, he doesn't minimize it, but it's what you were, right? Verse 11, that is what some of you were. It's no longer you, but you were washed, you, you were washed clean, but you were sanctified. You were justified. You, know, you, you were set apart as holy for God. You were declared righteous. This is what happened to you. you know, the, the old is gone. The greedy swindler, the, the drunkard, the immoral person is gone. You're now washed, sanctified. You're a new creation. I mean, do you accept God's verdict on you? Do you accept what he says? Do you believe him when he says, the new is, is here, the old is gone? And maybe you're here as a visitor and, you know, Christianity, you, you feel like, I, I can't come to God. I'm, I'm too ashamed of my past. Yeah, in a way, you should be ashamed of the past, but it can all be dealt with. you trust in Jesus, you can be made new completely. Uh, Everything everything that you feel, oh, my past defines me. Maybe, you know, you have a low view of yourself because of your job or your education or your ethnicity. None of the things matter. It's all gone. You are in Christ, a perfect beloved child of God. In a way, this is the, the key to us here as a church as well. You know, because I shouldn't just see myself like this. I should see other Christians like this. I mean, look at the person next to you. They are a perfect beloved child of God. Right? And so you should treat them like that. Maybe you don't like them. <laughs> Maybe, eh? Maybe they, they have annoying habits. Maybe you know what they've done wrong in the past. That doesn't matter. That's how we can share our life as a church. Right? How can we be this community of love and grace? The basis is God's grace. Eh? If you know, if God has welcomed someone, made them beloved child. So we should love each other. Yeah, the, the church, that's the, the real. Makes church such a great place. But, but not our past. And second, not our performance. Yeah, a big one for many Christians. You know, how good of a Christian are you? How, how, how good are you? you know, how much do you read the Bible? How much do you pray? How many teams are you on? Those kind of things. I guess these are good things, but we know that we often fail, right? You want to read the Bible, but you wake up late, need to rush to work. And, you know, for some of us, it makes us doubt, you know. Does God love me? What if I, you know, uh, do too much of this? What if I never go to the prayer meeting? What if I, you know? Of course, God, you know, God is pleased when we love others. He's grieved when we sin. But we should remember we are children. Eh? We should separate who we are from maybe uh, the way we, we daily walk. Uh, yeah, so what if you miss your quiet time? It's not that you've fallen out of favor. I think the, the image of a child is really helpful. Uh, again, that's uh, in, in Galatians, another book. Uh, these Christians fought, they, they needed to keep the law. They needed to perform to be accepted by God, to, to stay in relationship with him. And Paul says, no, no, Jesus has died for you, which means you are, you are, yeah, Galatians 4, verse 7, you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you an heir. You, you were a slave, but now you're, you're a child, Uh, Okay, we don't always understand slavery here. Slavery is not that you're kind of imprisoned. You want to go away, but uh, you're held back. No, the slavery here is, yeah, like an employee. You have to perform to stay. Imagine you found your dream job at some family business. And so you you get a job there, which is great. But you need to do a good job. If you you know if you don't do your work you'll get fired and you're sent out it's a family business there's also you know the, the boss has a few sons and they work for the company they don't get fired yeah, they, they, they're secure they know it's the family business we'll get this business later they're safe but I don't know if you've ever been on probation and because that's basically what it is right being on probation where you, okay, mom, you know, I need to perform well these three months. Otherwise, you know, my contract isn't extended. Probation is terrible. There's always this fear. Or in a relationship, you know, you, you, uh, you have a, a girlfriend or a boyfriend. And, you know, if you're not a good enough person, they will leave you. That kind of feeling. And the good news is you're not on probation. You are a child. Children on, are not on Probation through Jesus, because he's got the best employee award and he's given it to you. I mean, how do you feel when you fail? How do you feel when again you've struggled, you failed to read the Bible? Do you feel guilty? Are you worried that God might punish you, that uh, I better read at lunchtime and hopefully nothing happens this morning? I know some Christians who, who are like that. They just, oh, I have to do this. Uh, I'm sick, oh, but I still need to go to church because otherwise, what does God think of me? No. You are a perfect, beloved child. Your performance is not who you are. Uh, you want to do these things. I mean, it shouldn't make us lazy, it should want to make us read the Bible and want to know this amazing Jesus more. It should make us want to pray. But you do things because of who you are, and it's not the other way around. And then lastly, uh, not others' opinions. It's a big one for many. It's still performing, but now not for me, for God, but for others. You know, you want to be thought of as this great worker, and you're really concerned what your colleagues think. Uh, You want to be a, a good son or daughter, and you're really, what does my parents think of me? You want to please them, or just, you know, Oh, uh, I want to have good friends I want them to like me on Instagram uh, and get enough of those and we feel we need that that, that gives us worth, right? And I, I had a hundred likes today and my parents, they are so pleased with me look at my licey uh, I don't know uh, I matter it, 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 but it can stop us doing what is right you know maybe God wants you to do something but your parents don't I want to please my parents so I I'll, I'll, I'll don't do what God says that's the problem, you know. And this can be real slavery. I don't know if you were here in September. We showed this movie Screenagers about the effects of technology and you know what it's doing to teenage girls when they, you know, they constantly have to post a new picture and get enough likes. And if they don't get them, oh, they need to do something better. And they get mental health problems. It's just so sad. You know, I'm not going to give my kids a smartphone. You know, it's terrible. It's slavery, right? You have to perform every day again, every day a new photo. Terrible. But look through the cross. You are a perfect, beloved child of God. You know, how many likes do you want? How about God thought it worth sending his son to die for you? That, that is what you're worth. You know, Jesus... He endured the cross so that you could be with him. He, he, that, that was his joy. You know, you don't need to make an impression. That is how, what, how God valued you. And he's given you Jesus' perfect righteousness. Well, what more do you want? Why do you feel you need to impress people when God loves you like that? In that sense, yet yeah, truly, God loves you just as you are. Right? He's loved you so like that. You don't need to impress colleagues with your insights, And you don't need to impress your friends. And you don't need to impress your kids with lots of sweeties. And you, know, you don't need to impress anyone. You can just do what is right. You're free. It's not wrong for people to like you. It's nice if they like you. But you're free. I don't know what it is for you. It's worth thinking you know, what makes me who I am. What makes me worth something. And then go back to the the cross because you are well ultimately I'd say you're 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 free just like last week these things make us free isn't it nice to be free from the past all the things that yeah my background the things I've done but I'm free Uh, it's great that you're free from having to perform free from those rules you just can just enjoy your relationship with God Uh, you're free from others approval you can just do what, what, what is what is right and good you can say things to people that they may not like but that are good and helpful because you know, so what if they don't like you God loves you um, you know inviting someone to an Easter service you can just do that I mean, it's, a, it's a good thing to do, you're free you're not dependent on them because you have God we just need to remember the cross that's what we're going to do in a moment we have communion Look at this. When you take it, this is who you are. See God's valuing, you know, saving you. How much he did. Well, What are you worth to God? You know, the body of Christ broken for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. That's why we need to cross every week. We need to remember who God is. We need to remember who we are. and, And to really let that change us. So why don't we take a moment of quiet and then I will pray. And uh, yeah, but let's reflect for a moment.